You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. So Shannon, do you have times um, throughout the year or seasons where you fight laziness? I fight laziness every morning around seven thirty, eight o'clock. I'm not a morning person. Okay, well, <laughs> but is that is that is that morning? Is that is that laziness or is that just like uh, uh, you're you're not a morning person, and so it takes you a while to get going? I, I think that that's my that's just my routine. I'm a night owl. I get more done between nine and midnight than yeah. I do in the first three hours of the day. Okay, well, yeah. I think it's interesting because I, I do believe there are seasons where laziness might hit more than others. You know, like the lazy days of summer is one okay, of the phrases like, that comes to mind. And Like when I want to just wrap up in a blanket with hot cocoa all winter long and right, not move. Like the winter blues like really would fit. Press yep. myself to get out of that mode. Yep. yep. But it, it, I, I think that there's a, also possibly, because I might be a, an epitome of this, a lazy gene. That can happen in a family of origin in family do tree. A, do you have a genetic trait called laziness? Oh well, I could trace it through my family tree and, oh, and, yeah? and pick the people that I think <laughs> nailed it, and I would be the one that was nailed with it um, because so, I fight laziness. So your apple fell really close to the lazy. I apple hit me tree. square in the head, girl. Um, <laughs> because it is one of those things, you know. If I had the option to just sit in a hammock. Or get something done. I'm choosing Hammett ninety five percent of the time. I mean, just. but see, I I wonder if there isn't something a little bit healthy about that because I think as a society we just live busy, 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 and in a constant frenzy. I don't think it's good for our health. Well, this is where but going to extremes. In the hammock all the time, though. Right. That's not good for your health either. Right, going to extremes <laughs> is bad. You know, that's the whole point. One hundred eighty degrees from crazy is just another form of crazy. So. It's it's recognizing that there's there's ebbs and flows to life. There's ebbs and flows to seasons. There's ebbs and flows to marriage, and there's ebbs and flows to sexy marriage radio. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you say so? That there's that there's we have good shows, we have bad shows, and I'm going to say most have, of them are good. But yeah, we, we, I'm we have mediocre shows. I'm, I'm yeah. biased. Um, but hey, welcome to sexy marriage radio. <laughs> Where we're having honest conversations just right out the gate about life and vulnerability and sharing our laundry. So share yours at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. How about that for a plea? Um, that, that was pretty good. Hopefully this will be a good show that we'll want to do triple backflips over by the time we get done. Maybe so. Let's aim uh, for that. I have, I have high hopes. Yep. And so one of the things we also love is when our listeners help us spread the word. And so you could do that at, at iTunes. Leave comments, leave reviews um, if you like what we're saying and the message we've got. The other way you could do it is join the Academy. That mm-hmm. It's a great place to spend some time with some real honest conversations that are vulnerable, that are real. And I love it because one of our members even just put out over the weekend, I'm struggling. And yeah. watching other people come in and say, I'm with you. I got your back. And what's going well, on? And 
and even I experienced that personally yesterday. I posted an article about research that had been done over the past 75 years and was just kind of asking for some prayer. And I was just stunned yep. at how many people did responses and made comments. It were just such a blessing. I really think that that is such a, it's like a ministry community. It really yeah. is. Right. I, I don't think that a person has to be a Christian necessarily to get a lot out of it because no. a lot of it's just common sense, but the compassion that is flowing like yeah. crazy. And the education, I, I love how the more experienced couples are really mentoring some yes, of the younger couples. Absolutely. Have you seen that come out? Absolutely, yeah. and and it is a, it is a safe place to to share and to struggle and to ask questions and to find good, helpful, marriage centric, <laughs> marriage help advice that would that that does work that does help. And to learn great new vocabulary terms, such as Paul's man sausage comment. We if you're not do a show sure what that, that is, go ahead <laughs> and join the Academy. <laughs> um, but th- that leads into something that's interesting to talk about today with, with, that, we sh- that we led the show with, which mm-hmm. there can be times of, of married life, particularly sexual, in that, in that arena where, you know, we could fight laziness, couldn't we? That... You just you just get lazy when it comes yeah, to an aspect of your marriage. Yeah, usually laziness doesn't offend me necessarily. I realize that there are some people who are type A and there are some people who are type B. And um, yeah, I, I have a lot of grace for people and their different activity levels. But I have to admit, Corey, when I read this email that came in um, from an anonymous woman, I got a little livid. I wanted to like pick her husband up off the couch and give him a good shaking, maybe even put him over my knee for a good spanking. Cause it's like, what are you thinking? <laughs> so let me kind of so explain set the stage. Yep. Set the yeah, stage. Rather than just uh, reading the email verbatim, let me kind of just use a story. Um, what would it be like for you to try to initiate with your partner where you're sending sexy text messages messages throughout the day, uh, you're dressing up a little bit at night, putting on some you know nice lingerie or boxers or whatever, and you're snuggling up to him next next to him on the couch, and you're trying to communicate that you're interested. What if you were met with, "I really just want to finish playing this video game. You go on upstairs, and I'll be up in a little bit." And then by the time he comes upstairs, he's tired. Because he's played video games a little longer than he planned. And then he tells you that really his best time is first thing in the morning or or middle of the day. But he leaves early for work and he's at work in the middle of the day. And when he comes home, he's like, I just want to veg on the couch and and watch TV or play video game. And like he's not striking while the iron is hot. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's sexual laziness that mm-hmm. when... When you are so deep in your own ruts that you can't pick up on your spouse's cues and meet them where they are and take advantage of some sexy time when the opportunity is there, I just think that that is sex- a combination of sexual laziness and sexual selfishness. And I would say that it's not just on the men. I know that there are women who struggle with their husbands are trying desperately to get their attention, to make a move, to flirt, to reach out and caress her or whatever. And she's just immersed in Facebook or homework with the kids, or dishes, or whatever she's distracted by. I just think that we owe it to our spouse to pick up on those cues and respond. And if you're not in the mood at the moment, get in the mood. How? 
Engage. <laughs> because that's one of the things that's interesting because it's very easy for us to sit here and, and, and make the, the claim of, hey, what are you doing? Because that's the whole thing when we were talking about this before the show, because I've had clients that are, th- that are the epitome of this too, where one, one and they were newlyweds and they were at night, no kids around. They're at their home, you know, they're at their house. She walked past him naked stopped in front of him because he was playing a game and then kept on going and said, come on. And he said, nah, I'm, I'm at a really good part. And it's like, I, I about came across the table because I had a little <laughs> coffee table. I'm like, dude. He'd rather play with a joystick than go have some joyful time with his wife. Than have his joystick played with. Um, but it's just... <laughs> Good one. And seeing it as, okay, and I get it. I mean, so it's easy to sit here and say, all right, what are you doing? But how? Because it's not just flipping a switch. You and I both know that. It's not just, okay, now all of a sudden you're aroused and turned on. Because there's, right. because there's another language going on with this. And I think that's where we need to frame it. Is right. Because laziness, we're, we're talking about the idea of sexual laziness. There is going to be a high correlation just by my guess. I don't know of any research that bears this out. But when you think, if you have a high level of laziness when it comes to sexual, your sex life, you're going to have a high level of laziness in other areas of your life, too. I, yeah, I don't know that there is the direct correlation. You don't? I think that there are some people who are so career-driven and they're so go get them at work that by the time they get home, they really are in low gear. I, and no, some I people do perceive video games or TV or Facebook or, or whatever, Candy Crush, as their downtime. Okay, but, sure. So you ask the question, how? How yeah. do you shift gears? Well, I think that, first of all, you have to be self-aware as to what turns you on. The fact that your spouse is raring and ready to go, I know does not necessarily equate to equivalent readiness. But to say... I love that person and that's what that person is ready for. Okay. Then what do you need? First of all, you need to put down what you're doing. You need to focus and concentrate on the person, not Mm -hmm. whatever it is that has you distracted and then ask for what you need. Is it that you need them to hold you for a while or caress you? Is it that you need to talk for a while so that you can kind of get warmed up? Do you need eye contact? I mean, there's some people who, you know, eye contact is a very basic form of intimacy, but it is very powerful. Right. Very powerful. And so know what it is that you need as a partner okay. to kind of warm yourself up. And because my guess is, is when she prances by him in that lingerie and is like, come on, let's go create some joy instead of playing with that joystick. She's happy to give him what he needs, but she can't do that if he's ignoring her and staying engaged in the distraction. True. And I love it because the email, she made the comment and has a level of awareness where she, she talked about, perhaps I'm presenting this a little wrong as if it's one more thing to do on the to-do list. And mm. who wants to do that over and over and over? I mean, so that, that she could be a little bit of the self, self-fulfilling prophecy. And I like that because she's seeing it as, okay, wait, maybe I need to look at my game and what I'm doing and how I'm interacting in this. And how could I up the playfulness, up the intention, up the vixen side of things, as use her terminology, to up some of that. To help, yeah. to help at least, and I, I, I applaud that because at least then you get a better picture of what am I really dealing with? Because a lot of times we get caught up in the forest, if you will, 
and we don't and we and we label something as oh well it's this or it's that or it's this but i don't realize what i'm contributing to it and when i when i confront that now i have a better awareness of okay this is what i'm really facing now mhm the one phrase that really stood out to me the most about her email was in the beginning when she said that she approaches her husband and she'll ask him do you need some some sex right and i thought isn't that interesting that she's asking him do you need it rather than do you want it so right there is a big telling factor that she perceives her role as someone who's just there to fulfill his needs. Well, well if he honestly yep. is not feeling the need, then he answered her question. Honestly, yep. he didn't feel the need, but there's a difference between needs and desires. And just because we don't need something doesn't mean that we may not desire it or be able to desire it. If, right. if approached the right way. Um, and I also think that there's a dynamic with people pleasers. I definitely picked up that she's a people pleaser, that when people pleasers approach their partner and say, would you like to do this? Or can I do this for you? What they're really trying to say is I want to do this, but they're trying to frame it in a way that I would be doing something for you. Yep. Well, that is like so self-sabotaging because what happens when the partner is like, nope, I don't need that. Yep. Wah, wah. Yep. Well, now are you going to admit that, well, that's what I want? How right. about if you just come at it from a more solid position of this is what I want to do right? rather than do you need me to do this for you? Or would you like for me to do this for you? How about I want you to do this for me? Will you do this with me? Yeah. Yeah. Seems it, like a more effective strategy. That it, When you set it up with the scenario of do you need this, you allow your partner to dictate terms. Of something mm-hmm. you want, right? <laughs> so, so it's and what it's are you same... going to do if they don't have the same need as you? Right, it's the that same moment? thing I, that I've been um, adamant about with husbands that are the high desire partner. That when you're interested in sex with your wife, make a move, announce an intention. Don't ask a question because if you ask a question, you let her dictate terms. And so it's do your and I'm job get you better. To repeat that. Well, repeat that. It's the same. That, it's... That takeaway right here. Absolutely. Because it's the idea. And I realize I'm, I could be speaking to a, when I'm talking to women that are the high desire for intimacy or sex or both, there's, it's not the same as talking to a man who's the high desire because, because we have a different wiring and it's a little bit easier. A lot of times water off the duck's back. If I strike out, I'll, I'll get another chance at bat the next night, next morning, an hour later, whatever. For a woman, a lot of times the courage it takes to muster up the intention and the move, it's a different process. And so right. it's harder for some women to do that. And I, I get it. I hear it. But I still want to talk about the fundamental facts of if I'm interested in something as the high desire partner and I portray it as a question I allow my partner to dictate the terms rather than I'm interested in some sex. How do I make sure that is very, very clear? And I want this for me. You get some benefit out of this if you want to join me, but I want this for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to I'm going to seek it. I'm going to figure out how to manufacture it to this emailer. I would say, I don't know if you enjoy video games or not, but see if you could turn it into a playful banter of, Hey, can I join you on this level? Whoever wins goes first. You know, or if you, if you, if you knock that guy down, I'll take off a clothes, a pair of something. If if I do, you take off something or you play with that joystick. I'll play with this joystick or, (laughs) I mean, 
it's have fun with it and change the dynamic. But again, I realize that requires confronting self first. That requires how do I put that out there knowing if that's rejected, when that's rejected, that hurts deeper than the, hey, do you need this? Hey, and because that's the way we do this. We started this whole thing as a kid. Think about it. We started figuring out how to get what we wanted without le- with less risk, even as a child. I was kind of wanting to do this. Can you know? You're kind of your kids hint around at the things they want. <laughs> is this like that Bill Cosby routine where the little kid is like, "Would you like a cookie?" to his parent, right. when really what he's wanting is, right. "I want a cookie." Right. <laughs> or it's the whole they're buttering you up because you know they want something, so they come in and hey, you know, have I ever told you how much I really love you? All right, what do you want? You know, and, it, <laughs> and it's just. So it's just seeing it as that's the nature of who we are as people. And we fight that when it comes to our sex life. And that's where I think laziness takes root because it's so much easier to try to take the path of water, (laughs) you know, the least resistance to try to get what we want, rather than muster up the courage and get rejected. Right. Well, I just really want to encourage, though, the lower desire partners or the the ones that have a tendency to get so immersed. And I don't necessarily think that it's always the same partner. Sometimes I think that the higher desire partner can get so immersed in something that they don't pick up when their lower desire partner is right. sending signals. Right. Just because they're lower desire doesn't mean that they're so low that they never initiate, hopefully. Right. But you know, to to realize what a huge leap of faith it really is to initiate, whether you're the higher desire or the lower desire partner. And we did a show on picking up your partner's cues, their bids right. for attention right? and how important it is that you honor that. Right. And, and I think that none of us likes rejection. Right. It, it, it cannot feel good, especially when it's numerous times. Um, From the same so, person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that adds, and for the that same adds reason. another component to it. Yep. From the same person for the same reason, that that adds layers of insecurity to a person's ego yep. to have to deal with. Um, so I would venture to say that using a rain check system is so important to okay. at least communicate to your spouse that I'm really tied up right now, or I'm really focused right now, or I'm really tired right now, or whatever. Um, but can we, you know, can you give me an hour to wrap this up? Right. Or or, or can we aim for tomorrow morning? Right. Can we set the alarm just a little bit earlier? Whatever. Let them know that you are interested. And, and the same thing can be com- the added to it of what type of sex are you looking for? Because tired, okay, maybe you want some gentle, slow, kind of comfort sex. That mm. it, I'm not talking about I need a whole... down and help me sleep good Yeah, sex. I don't need a whole lot of energy for that necessarily. Or it could be... If she's the high desire and he's tired, she could even look him square in the eye and say, I'll do all the work. You know, I just need a part of you. I'd love it if all of you were there, but come on, you know. <laughs> His but, man sausage? <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, you know, you're giving it away. Um, but it, it's, it's just seeing it well, as... I don't think that there was much no, mystery not. to it. <laughs> it's not, you don't need a decoder ring. But it's just seeing it as, okay, because we can get caught up in... Okay, so they glanced away or, you know, because, again, this goes into the people pleasers and the nice guys. They read the playing field all the time. And they're watching and they're hoping and they're, they're reading and they're mapping. And, they're, and so they could see a situation to where, 
you know, your spouse is upset about something. So you're like, well, I was going to make a move tonight, but now they're upset. And so I don't want to, you know, and they let them dictate terms <laughs> that mm-hmm. just because, and I, I, I kind of had to come to this realization several years ago that just because Pam is pissed off about something, if I just now all of a sudden back off completely, that's diminishing her capacity as a human to handle mm. life, to handle me, to be an influence to her, mm-hmm. to, to let her know I'm still interested in you. I'm still here. Or even to have the times where I got to stand up and be really solid, which there's a show we're going to be doing in a little bit again on yeah. I got to stand up and be really solid and tell her, honey, I know you're upset about stuff, but don't take it out on us. Right. You know, right. and, and it, so it's just seeing it as I've got to live life and, and live my life and let that dictate what happens more than I let other people dictate what happens to me. Yeah. It's a both Chicken and. Charge. It's a both and. It's not an either or because this isn't okay. I give you the reins or I I have them. It's it's a no. I need. It's a both and. This is what we mean by co-creating. Right. The relationship dynamic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, where do we go from here? Well, I, I think we probably still need to do some more how because. It's it's it is watching for the bids. It is understanding those, but this isn't necessarily the person that's missing the bids. It can also be the person that's interested. And so it's examining how am I explaining and pursuing what I'm mm-hmm. interested in? How am I being upfront about it? How and then if something, when something is missed. How do I circle back to it? Because typically it's not in that moment because I'm hurt and I need to go soothe my wounds. I need to go Mm -hmm. calm myself down. I need to go do some boosting of myself again to realize, okay, wait, it wasn't just, it wasn't our marriage that was shot down. It was just that moment. I can look at it in context, right? Because you can kind of see it as, all right, I mean, here you go. While we're recording this, this is tax day. And so I'm yeah. coming, I'm coming off of the fact that I get to see, I get my wife back about midnight tonight Woo-hoo. and, and I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Cause I've, we've had moments of, man, this has been a different one. This has been a darker one for me at times of like, wow, I'm in a fog that it's like, um, you know, and, and so there's a lot of stuff that's just gone on, but I have to have times where I pull back and say, look at context, look at the playing field. Right. Look mm-hmm. at what's going on. That's not an indictment of everything. It's just right now. I get it. And so she had a time the other day where she said, are you going to be mad at me if I go back to work tonight after a church thing that we got going on? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I know the I know the game. I know the this time. The of, drill. I know the time mm-hmm. of year. But she was kind of like, I'm, I'm really worried, you know. And so it's just like it hurt. I was like, I was looking forward to an evening as a family. But OK, whatever. I get it. I'm a big boy. We'll handle it. Let's go. Right. And so it's just you seeing that it that way. The compensation will come later. She'll balance it out. Right. She'll give her undivided attention when she can, as soon as she can. And if she doesn't, well, then now I've got more honest conversation to, about what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about is we can get so caught up in the weeds. We don't see the whole story. Mm-hmm. And so the better yeah. thing, the best thing I can do is, am I living my side of this to the best of me? Because it, when I do, now I can really confront like this email. You know what, honey? I feel like that video game is more important than me. And I don't mm-hmm. know how long I'm going to want to hang out and compete against a game. 
Now I'm dealing with a real conversation. Right. I was hoping that we would bring it back around to the video game thing. Because I do think that there's a pattern, especially with younger couples, you know, the guys who were raised in the era of video gaming all the time, they haven't grown up yet. And I have to be honest, I don't know of very many women that thinks that that's sexy, that he's 30 years old and sitting on the couch and spending hours trying to get to a level that, okay, then what? Right. Then what? Is somebody going to throw you a party? Are you going to win a million dollars? And then what? Right. Then there's going to be a whole nother level level that you're going to aspire to. And it's going to be multiple hours in the future that are wasted that unless she enjoys doing video games with you. You better learn to cut this, you know, just curve this way back. Right. I, I, I remember um, in my earliest years of marriage, it was softball. Greg played softball and they, it turned into a three or four nights a week thing come tournament time. And, and the tournaments would go on and on yep. and on. And the kids were climbing on the bleachers and falling and busting their heads on the concrete. And I'm just like, ah, it, it's, it's time to give up the the game sometimes and engage and be a husband and a father and okay. and a helpmate. Okay. I think that there are women who feel as if their husbands spend so much time at work and then the golf course and then maybe drinking with his buddies or whatever. And then yep. she's wondering where am I in all this? Right. So it's making your wife a priority or making your spouse a priority yep. and, in your life. And before I want to add this caveat though, because before it's the, okay, you got to give up all of that. My thought is when you're with your wife, when you're with your kids, be 100% there. Yeah. With because them. there's a different dynamic that even if and when there's times where you got softball going on, you got a game that you really enjoy playing and you got, okay, so you probably need to have some conversations that are honest from both sides of, okay, what kind of boundaries are we talking about? How much time? Are you okay if I commit to this? How much time are you not? You know, but then if you have those opportunities where I've, I'm not on the game, but I'm with my family, but yet I'm still thinking about the game where I'm talking about the game where I'm a, I'm not with them then. Right. And I think and there's something, I, absolutely. We pick up on that stuff. So you're talking about quality time. I'm talking about, time. this is what I talk about in the husband mastermind groups and try to get men to understand is. Your wife, and I think this is probably the reverse is going to be absolutely true as well. Your wife benefits from 100% of you for five minutes more than she does 20% of you for 30 minutes. I completely agree to that. Because there's something about that dynamic of I'm engaged, I'm involved, we're having conversations about our life, about each other, we're doing things Mm -hmm. we enjoy, we're sharing life on a deeper level that is both of us being present. Yeah. Fill her cup and she will be happy and fill his cup and he will be happy. This reminds me of, of the analogy of the pecan and the rice in the baby food jar that if you fill a a jar full of rice and you try to put the pecan in on top, it will not go in. But if you put the pecan in first, you can fill that jar with all the rest of the rice and it'll fit in perfectly. And the idea is whatever is the real priority, do that thing first. Keep first things first. So instead of, and so instead of playing video games for hours at a time and then going to bed too tired to make love to your wife and having her feel neglected all evening long, how about if you tell her, I'm going to make love to you until you just go, and then after we're done, I'm going to let you just rest and read a book while I go down and play some video games. How's that? 
Right. And then he can he can play until he can't stay awake anymore. Right. And she feels satisfied. She feels like she was the priority. Right. And especially if that's what she's looking for. Yeah. Because I could hear the high desire. I could hear the high desire husband saying, Oh yeah, I'll do that. That's a great one. But she's not in, you know, that's still a different <laughs> dynamic than what we're talking yeah, this about. This isn't everybody's dynamic, obviously. But it is recognizing that. Laziness is something we fight when it comes to our marriage, when it comes to sex. It just does because it's it's just part of life. It gets pushed to the side, seasons occur, things happen, and it just it just I mean, God, life gets in the way, right? Right. But I think that there are things that we can do that send the signals that, yes, I want you, but I'm going to have to give you a rain check. For example, I know that this show won't air for quite some time, so you can just tell Pam directly that this is Shannon's um, prescription for you. That before you leave us after the church service and have to go back to the office, she told you that you should give me this really passionate, I want you later kiss before you hop in your car and leave. So, you know, that way... Yeah, I mean, like even just giving them those signals of I want you, I may not be able to totally give myself to you right now, but soon I think that that appeases the spouse so much better than just the flat out, yeah, no, I'd rather go on to work or play my video game or whatever. this, This goes back to being a student of your relationship, being a student of your spouse. That there's all, I mean, that's where we circle back to this a lot, that it comes down to intentionality. It comes down to. What would it do for you? What would it do for you if Pam planted a big old. Tax season is almost over. Kiss on you before she went back to work tonight. It, it would be nice. Uh, I would for her and I just the clear, straightforward look me in the eye and say, "I miss being with you." It's you almost know? over. Yeah, we are almost there. You know, just the because that's, that's enough. Because that's the we're in this together. I got yeah. my side. You got yours. I get it. You know that. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't make it easy necessarily, but it, it makes it bearable. It makes it survivable for sure. Yeah. And, be, and then you well, steal moments. How about, sure. how about if she says it's almost over and gives you the big kiss? Sure. There you go. I'm not, I'm not rejecting a kiss from my wife. But, <laughs> there you go. You'd be a fool. <laughs> but it, So the last thing I want to add uh, to just this idea of sexual laziness is that you've got to also look at some physical components that happen in life. That mm-hmm. you, examine your diet. Examine your level of exercise. Examine the Don't amount of sleep. Don't let your weight get out of control. Yeah, examine the, examine the amount of sleep you're getting because all look of those at, things have impact. the impacts. value of what you're eating. Right. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff has impact because even go, go biological, you know, maybe you got low T issues you're dealing with. Maybe you got right. libido issues that are, that are chemical. And so it's just, you have to have a holistic view at this because it's very, very easy to just focus on the problem. And not see the whole thing. And I love it because our emailer, she even talked about, I realize I kind of portrayed a lazy view of my husband and he's, he's got a really good work ethic and he's got a good drive and, and, and yeah. But his priorities are out of whack. At times, maybe so, but it's just seeing it as, oh man, there's a whole nother worms right there. We could open up, but it's, it's (laughs) seeing, yeah, no, but I got to end it with this though. It's seeing it as. His priorities may may be out of whack, but I also have to realize his priorities are not my priorities. Mm. There's differences there that we're not going to be lockstep. That's my belief yeah. that I'm going to have well, we a different. We got to learn to get that way on occasion. No, if we're a couple heading the same direction. It makes a big difference. Yeah. But but yeah. seeing it as well, this is important to me, so it should be important to you. Duh, no, not necessarily. Yeah. 
So. Hey, you know how a couple can can help get themselves into lockstep? Go. Come to the Sex Marriage Radio Getaway. Yes, they can. But yeah, yes, we've still can. got a few spots available, yes, so check do. it out. Yeah, so come yeah. join us. So uh, this has been Sex and Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll see you next we time. We love you for listening.